Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, welcome to Right on Radio. That's right, it is Intel Tuesday when we do news, views, opinions, and we have some attitudes. We are your news now. And when I say we, I explicitly mean that because joining me today, she is a terror for traffickers. And her name is Jessie Zaboder. Yes, good morning, Jeff. <laughs> good morning to you. And you are a terror to traffickers. A lot of people don't know that about you. Uh, people who are newer to the show because we haven't uh, talked about that a lot in recent yeah. times but uh, you've definitely been involved in and it does tie in with something we want to bring up a little bit later in the show yeah definitely so today we're going to do some rapid fire news stuff and it's kind of like a, a weekly roundup I guess of some of the things that really caught our attention um, so I want to talk about some international news to start out with um what's number two on my list is uh oh yeah we're going to talk about uh djt and some comms that are there uh including from his speech mm -hmm. and i've actually been convinced of something that i was doubtful about and I, even though jesse told me it was real uh, <laughs> just being honest uh we're going to talk about some military operations then we want to talk about a whistleblower who has been making the rounds and making some waves and Jesse, probably my favorite thing is we're going to do some listener questions at the end. Yes, we got some good ones that came in. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and, and all from one listener. Um, and yeah. it, uh, it just really fits because of what we've been doing on the show lately. Right. All right. So let's start with international stuff. If anyone's been paying attention Iran has been taking some major hits. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, so first of all, um, the Ahmadinejad, I forget how to say his name. Uh, Ahmadinejad. Yes, Ahmadinejad. So he wasn't allowed to run for president again. Mm -hmm. And he's threatened to expose basically the moles inside, which makes me like so okay well who is he is he the death to america guy or how would he know the moles yeah it's interesting um you know the only thing i have to go on with him that gosh this was back in like 2008 or 9 um the lord for a period of time i mean it was almost a year the Lord had me fervently praying for him. And, you know, I didn't even really know much about him, um, but I kept having dreams, lots and lots of dreams about him. And he would just show up in my dream. And the one time I just clear as day heard the Lord say his name. And I have never heard the Lord speak with so much love and it was like this love and longing. And he just said, oh, I'm a Dimijan. And I just started weeping. And just because I could just feel the love of God for this person. And I'm not saying, you know, we don't know which side he's on at this point. But I mean, it was so powerful that 
you know, back then the Lord had his eye on him. And, you know, so I would encourage he's a leader, whether he's pro God or not, God put him in there. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, he's been the death to Israel guy, actually more, even more than death to America. But yet, you know, he's kind of alluding to the, the, this is all Israeli doing, but how does he know if he's not in government? Right. Or unless he's being impacted somehow. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, actually, we should pray for him because he might not be around that much longer unless he has the protection of God around him. That's right. So, God, reveal yourself to him and uh, surround him. Amen. If he doesn't already know. So, uh, plus with Iran... First, they had their their big, you know, their their signature ship, their supply ship to all their navy, their biggest ship in their navy, mysteriously catches fire and sinks. <laughs> and, and those ships, I mean, do you know how big they are? And for it to catch fire and sink is a massive thing because they had they're pretty equipped to put out fires pretty fast on those big ships. They are, and they can compartmentalize any water. They can, you know, no matter if they got hit with a strike, they can shut it off, and and a strike to a single hull section would not sink that ship. Right. So how does a fire sink it? Exactly. That's that's my question. <laughs> Something's <And>, fifty. <laughs> yeah, and this literally was the pride of their fleet. Like you know, this is the biggest ship they have, and then. Within 24 hours, a huge refinery in a suburb of Tehran is on fire. Yeah, that I mean, there's just no coincidences. Something had to be connected, interconnected, targeting. Something was going on. Well, and, and when we talk about this stuff, you know, it's probably a great segue to Israel. Yeah. And Israel, well, according to the military op board, you know, save Israel for last. So first of all, you know, not only have they been having the missiles and Jesse, you were talking about the tunnels. Yeah. And and they've been bombing the tunnels and stuff like that. And it's even made mainstream media. Yeah, there's videos of the tunnels and the bombing going off. So very interesting. I'm telling you, I hate to give them the ratings, but it's a good time to watch some mainstream media again. Uh, I've started again uh, because we're seeing what is coming out. Like, listen, all this stuff is coming to a head and I think it's going to, it's coming pretty quick. Yeah. You know, some people are giving dates. I'm not going to do that, but there's something that has changed. (laughs) Definitely has changed. Well, even I was trying to confirm, but, you know, this kind of goes along with it, just speaking of dates, but let me uh, just quick get, so I get the full thing. Um, But there was an interesting post that Task Force put up on Twitter yesterday, and it's a cover of uh, Flotus magazine. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you were talking about the patent. No, no. So it, it goes with it. Yeah, so it's a cover of the Flotus magazine, uh, and it says June 2021, uh, volume 38, Um, but then it has headlines on there 
that say like um, 17 best health tips to change. The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is extinguished. Get your greens uh, by any means necessary, Roger Ball. <laughs> and then, you know, we know like the green castle, catch the ball. And then it says, be ready, all systems go. And you can't find the cover anywhere else, um, but it was put out by Task Force with all of that in there. Um, You've got to send that to me, please. Yeah. That so is fantastic. Very interesting. Um, you know, a lot of comms in that, especially, you know, the light shines brightly that's a huge one the dark to light um not a lot of people i don't know if they remember or not but kind of that those comms uh were very specific april um 2000 i want to say it was 19 uh or 220 but um this was when they were doing the new york rescues of the kids out of central park and they had all the tents set up yeah april 20 and yeah and uh they had put out um comms or messages uh th through uh, i'll just say th um that you know they that not a lot of the kids being brought up were surviving and so they were going to be uh making extra ECMO machines and getting those underground. And I had messaged and said, no, 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 no. Like I worked as a you know chaplain in the NICUs. Do not use the ECMO machines because you know the these kids underground um, in those very deep, deep layers, you know, there's almost hardly any oxygen. Like they're used to, you know, living in such an oxygen low environment. So it's comparable to scoot, you know, deep scuba diving or mountain climbing. And, uh, you know, so their skin is very thin, very translucent, their veins are closer to the top, you know, to their skin. Um, the ECMO machines are kind of comparable to a dialysis machine. So what it does is it cleans, circulates the blood, but takes all the pressure off of the heart and the lungs and the kidneys so that if a baby has like heart problems or whatever, um, it's kind of a last ditch effort to relieve some of the stress on the heart and you know get that heart working again. So anyway, it was like, no, don't use those, you know, these kids that will blow their veins. Um, so, you know, I, I recommended that they use the, bar um, um, now I'm forgetting, not bariatric, but, uh, the oxygen machines, I'm forgetting the name right now. But anyway, so I said, you know, you gotta get these stuff that the deep sea divers use, you know, cause basically what was happening is they were bringing the kids up. They were getting way too much oxygen in their blood. Their body couldn't process it because it's not used to that. And they were getting the bends. Yeah, just like the scuba divers, yeah. Right, so that day as that was happening, um, Good Dog and I were doing a show called uh, Light at the End of the Tunnel, and that afternoon at four, 
was when Trump got on and he was doing his speed, uh, his update for the, you know, the jabby jab and, uh, you know, the pandemic thing we're dealing with. And, um, you know, he said, I see light at the end of the tunnel. I see lots and lots of light at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, that became a, um, an indicator. And then he continued that through and he would give percentages of how many of the kids were surviving as they were bringing them up out of those tunnels through, you know, when he did different updates and things like that. So, yeah, so that's really encouraging with the, you know, the Flotus magazine is that when the light shines brightly, it means that there's life you know, that there's kids who have survived that, you know, and, and they're doing well. So, um, yeah. And so it's the June cover and, and I've suspected that, you know, by the beginning of summer, there's a, another big event going to happen, uh, right. you know, sometime just a feeling, uh, but, you know, when you bring this up, because uh, we weren't doing the show back then, I didn't know you back then. Right. But I've had, had a question and, and I'm not a medical expert by any means, but at that same time, he was making that big push to uh, make the ventilators. And the ventilators would have killed people in the hospital, essentially. Could they have been alternative use in this situation as well? Um, from what I understand, yes. Um, I believe that they were that it had to do with oxygen that they were putting, trying to get underground. Yeah, and, and because you know the US became the ventilator manufacturer for the world and sending them out. And of course, we've seen the, the not earthquake earthquakes all around the but, world, which is the tunnels and stuff like that. So but look, I, I'm not an expert. I just, I do know that if they put the ventilators on you when you're a COVID patient, it's almost like the kiss of death. Right. And, and you know, I've questioned if they were maybe using them in a different way, um, you know, because you've got, you've got two different groups of people. You have, you know, the, the individuals that are trying to rescue who are deep down in these, you know, we've talked about the tunnel layer system that, you know, the top tunnel layers, you've got the tunnels that the utilities, the um, city systems use for piping, sewers, all that stuff. Then you've got the second layer, which is the layer that the military uses. And then there's the deeper layer. Um, you know, the majority of the, you know, second and third layers were, were made by the Templars um, and the Masons as they came into areas and stuff. Um, but you've got that lower system that's still to this day used by the protectors of the elite yeah. and, uh, you know, used for, you know, kind of their hideout things. But, um, with that, they, you know, you've got, so you've got the children, but then you've got those who are doing the rescuing and think about that. You know, you can't just send your, it, it really is like deep sea diving or mountain climbing and you know they were training for three years for these soldiers going down in these tunnels but as they did you have to set up base camps where you have areas with more oxygen 
you know, um, it would and climatize it, for it. Yeah, it would be really difficult to do mass rescues if everybody's having to, you know, wear a, a breathing machine or something on their backs. But we don't know yet. You know, have the military as they're doing these rescues had to wear oxygen machines on their backs? Um, we don't know. You know, I think with as massive as things were that they had to climatize as they as they went along um but i'm waiting you know to hear confirmations on that um you know and it would help with the fires too because if you've got these machines then you've got the oxygen which is what causes fires to burn um if you are in an area there's so low oxygen you're not necessarily gonna get a tunnel fire so Oh, that's a really uh, good I think point. there were multiple purposes for some of those things that will come out. And, and you know, it's a, it just has to be said, these people who have been going down there, like, you know, it could take a week to go and retrieve a group of people, maybe even longer. Yeah. But it, there's been some videos circulating lately, and I've been tempted to share them on the Right Hunt Radio uh, Telegram channel. But honestly, they're just too disturbing because there's actual videos surfacing now from those tunnels and from what has happened. So there, there's verification. Um, it's horrific. Like, you know, I wish I hadn't seen it, but I'm glad I was showed it because yeah. it makes my mission even stronger in this, yeah. right? Jeff, you'll have to uh, send me the links to those and maybe we can put the links to some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I will. Um, I, I, I'll, yeah, there has been some stuff going around, um, but I think, you know, what it confirms is that stuff has been happening. Children have been being rescued and it is very horrific. You know, we've been over the targets as we've started this show. And I think we've been commentating in real time. It just uh, you know, if it's not on the mainstream news, people don't believe it. But, yeah. you know, everything we were saying, you know, when we first started doing this about the uh, the, the, the COVID and stuff like that, uh, well, it's, you know, turning out to be true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, how did how did all this alternative media know this a year ago? Mm -hmm. Because it was obvious if you're paying attention. Yeah. They've been right. planning for it for a long time. For a very long they time. They have their checklist and the, throughout the years, they've been checking things off when the time comes. Yep. And and they've told us their plans. So, you know, yep. if you pay attention, you know what's coming. That's right. You know, uh, oh, by the way, speaking of which, I, I realized after we did that broadcast where I had that little, uh, that little vision with the all seeing eye. Yeah. There was the most important point that I didn't make. Oh, what was that? So you had the bottom part of the triangle. This is from last Thursday's or Friday's show. Yeah. And then you had the space where I said, you know, we're In the gap. We're to stand yeah. in the gap there because we're going between the two systems. But the foundation of the entire system for all these years was the satanic system, which was the bottom. Right. Now we're going up to the Lucifer system. Yeah, interesting. I let's you know I'm no expert, yeah. but I really believe God 
gave me that we're standing in the gap and we're right there right now between those two systems. I don't know how long that lasts. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that the top gets smaller, you know, and I think of that verse where it talks about Lucifer and revelations, you know, says that the nations will look at him and say, is this the one, you know, and, uh, you know, is this the one that deceived all the nations and, you know, because yeah. his power is so little, you know, even though, you know, there's so much scary stuff we see happening, we know, you know, the Antichrist is going to rise. But when we look at it in comparison of things, that power structure is so little because God's kingdom is coming in a greater power, you know. Well, and, you know, even with the, even by the numbers, Jesse, the power structure is getting a lot less because let's face it, they're yeah. both the same power structure. Okay. It's the same, same entity behind, you know, both sides, Right. but it is getting much smaller because he's sacrificing all the lower end. Like yeah. th those arrests we've been waiting for and stuff like that, that's happening. And it's probably, I would say just from what I see, that a lot of it has been done mm -hmm. already and yeah. we're coming up to the climax so let, let's talk about that because there's some significant things that uh djt has been putting out yeah. <laughs> so um first of all the uh, there's a, a video that's going around it was on twitter um there's no need to play, but it's basically a soldier in uniform. He's doing a little video on Twitter or TikTok or one of these things. He says, listen, I'm at a retirement ceremony. Uh, this is just the other day. And, you know, whatever, you always get a, the person who's retiring gets a letter from the president, but it was signed President Donald J. Trump. Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah. it's always the current president. Yeah, that was really interesting. And and it is, you know, that's a that's a fact that only the current president is the one who sends those out. And it wasn't like this guy got two of them. <laughs> so that's right. You, you have to ask why if if you know Arpidotus is acting, you know, why did he not send that out? You know? Well, and plus on the, on his letterhead now, on his latest release where he's coming out against social media and things like that, it's signed, or, or even, even in context of it, you know, they did this to your president of the United States. He'd said it in present terms. Now, that would make sense because he's never conceded, of course. You know, he still believes he is the acting president. And... Uh, you know, it's, uh, I just find it very, very interesting. Now, of course, you know, one would say, Jesse, once you're a president, you always have that title. But it's president, not the president of the United States. Right. And, and there wouldn't be the, some of the different things that are happening. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So that brings us to Trump's speech. And Trump's speech, as always, was wild. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, you have to, like, the Trump style. And so what I look for is, 
you know, he's always reading from the teleprompter because he has a pre-made speech. And so you see him looking left, you see him looking right. Right. And then when he looks in the middle, he's improvising, right? <laughs> you know, so he's going to make commentary on everything that he says. And, and then, and some of the things he says make absolutely no sense in context of the speech. Right. So um, actually, let, let's, let's start with the background. So first of all, everyone's noticed that there was, he was surrounded by 1776 flags mm -hmm. with 70, 1776 showing very specifically and prominently. The other flags, the US flags were wrinkled like crap and his pants were wrinkled. <laughs> we're, we're still confused about that, I mean, I yeah. don't know if, I mean, there was someone who made a comment, uh, you know, I don't know the full context of this, but military people can help us out here. But it was something had to do with the eagle that like, if you're sitting for, I think if you're sitting for long periods of time in a plane or a cockpit that that can happen, but I don't know. So there were some things like it was a reference to the eagle thing. But I don't know about that. So I'd love to hear other people's thoughts or opinions on the wrinkled pants. <laughs> the only thing I, the only thing that comes to my mind, and it's just a really simple common sense thought is, so first of all, he's a perfectionist. He would not do, he's never had wrinkled clothes and he's certainly not going to now. Right. Unless but wrinkled in that area, Jeff, like that's the, that's the thing, you know, it could have been you know, creases at the knee, you know, from folded pants, it could have just been the full pants wrinkled, but it wasn't, it was just a certain area. That's right. Yeah. And, and so look, I don't know. I just thought maybe he was doing that to show that the wrinkled flags weren't an accident. It wasn't a prop guy. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe that was a calm that, you know, was making people focus to think about that. Yeah. Know? That one's got me bewildered. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it really has. So there, but he'd said a lot of things that were really interesting. And and I want to give credit. Uh, there's a guy I watch once in a while. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, pretty, pretty big YouTube channel. And his name is Phil uh godlowski and he's kind of one of the decoders you know from when the board was active and stuff like that and uh you know to be honest uh i haven't agreed with a lot of the things that he said in the past but he's a super smart guy and i believe his heart is right so i'll say that but what happened in yesterday's video and if you find it uh phil i'll spell his last name g-o-d-l-e-w SKI. And uh, yep, the first 50 minutes, he hasn't even started with any intel. So I'll give you that, you know, you got to wait till you got to skip forward to 50 minutes in uh, to get it. But he, uh, he was picking out the oddities in the speech hmm. and doing gematria on it. Mm -hmm. Now, I've talked to Jesse off air about gematria. Yeah. And I have not been convinced about it. Yeah. 
I, you know, I know it's real. Um, you know, I've seen it at work, um, especially with Bible code type things. That, and I definitely have seen Trump is a master at gematria. And that's what this guy convinced me of in his yeah. video yesterday, that Trump actually does plan out. And so every one of those random things like he brought out, furniture made in China, it breaks you know, in the middle of it. Like it, it had nothing to do with the speech, <laughs> you know, he, and there's a few things that he brings out that are just so random. So, you know, he probably has his teleprompters and he has a list of about 10 words that he's going to fit in in his, uh, you know, uh, improv part somehow. And, right. and when you string all these ones together with the Gematria decodes, and it was simple Gematria, um, they really tell a story. Yeah. So it said, you know, um, for like the, JFK Jr. is alive. Uh, Trump card. We will win this game uh, back soon. Like it just like it's wow. like everything was like and, and it really really lined up. And you know the guy showed his research. He showed mm -hmm. so I was pretty impressed by that. Wow. And so the the gematria. Okay, I'm convinced. I'm going to start looking at it more. I just when I first got exposed to it and look, I've only known about gematria for you know six seven months, I guess. And it was just so random what people were pulling out. Uh, but I think I have a much better understanding of it now. So yeah. I, I've i never come against it on air because I wasn't sure. But I will come clean that I was not a believer. But now I am. <laughs> I'm glad you came clean on that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I, it's always best to be honest uh, with these things. But yeah, so now whenever he speaks, I'm going to be looking at it with that in mind. And I'll encourage mm -hmm. you, the listeners, to do it as well. So there was also some uh, big things that came out in the speech. He said plus, plus, plus. And if there was a post, uh, number 123, November 6, 2017, mm -hmm. that says nothing is random, everything has meaning. Wow. And, and by the way, thank you, Eve, for sending this uh, collection. She has been just such a blessing to me. I don't get her stuff on the air enough, but yeah. she really sends me a lot of stuff. We're gonna have to start doing news more often, Jesse. We should. <laughs> I, I think we should. Well, we, we might be doing yes. more shows. Uh, we might. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's actually written in the cards somewhere. Yeah. Um, so there was also a quote from him that was sent. And this is the quote right directly from the speech. I heard it as well. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the White House. And sooner than you think, it's going to be really something special. Yeah, that's interesting one, huh? We've all been talking about that. <clears throat> yeah, and sooner than you think. So again, you know, there is no 2024. There is no 2022 unless you fix what just happened. Right. Yeah. Um, he also said something, I didn't write down the exact quote, 
but he said stuff is coming out now like you've never seen before and like stuff that you would never believe that's a misquote but he said essentially that right um you know it's stuff you wouldn't believe and it's going to come out in a way that you wouldn't think yeah and we see like yeah i mean i i think part of that we started to see the media starting to put out or cover some of these little stories you know i think i think they're already in control of the media now yeah i i really do like all the signs are there uh, they're still letting them hang themselves and building the case but the way the media is being exposed right now, it's got to be the white hats because yeah. honestly, these people are stupid, but they're not that stupid. Right. right. I agree. Yeah. You know, you don't build empires by being completely an idiot. Uh, yeah. Now, I will say they've never had to play defense before, so they don't know how to play defense. Right. But still, they're not that stupid. They can figure it out pretty quick. So I, I think everything is coming to a head right now. <laughs> and it's a wonderful thing to watch. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I guess the, the last thing I had about the speech, Jesse, was that uh, it was so, oh, he said something about his son, Baron, being six foot seven at, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and the, so there's a post, but, you know, I think really they're talking about D-Day. And there is a post that says D-Day. Let me pull it up here just so I get it right. Uh, da, 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 da. I just want to look at it. Yeah, it was from June 6, 2020. And remember, you said the plus, plus, plus. And we know that if he signed plus after a certain letter, it was supposed to be him. But it said, D-Day, Patriots, we will have our country back. Now, this is D-Day was actually the day after the speech, Jesse. Right. Um, so, and yeah. that's the day that it was announced ahead of time that there was going to be some military exercises around D.C. and the public should not be alarmed. Yeah, that was interesting. And then we saw what some of the exercises were and their base. I mean, these are things they covered you know, right after basics in training. So you're like, why in the world are they practicing landings? Or, you know, you're like, this is stuff they are very skilled at already. Um, yeah, yeah, you need to do that to get your pilot's license, right? <laughs> I so mean, <laughs> helicopters coming in and out and flying at low levels and going all around this and, and the troops and, you know, it's like, Come right? on. I, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So uh, something else was going on. We know that they do not need to practice these things. <laughs> so did we get our country back on D-Day? Maybe. Yeah, it was interesting. I hope so. I, I, hope I so. think I think we can answer that. I I believe my opinion is that we did. You know? Yeah, yeah I think all the hard lifting has already been done. And perhaps, and we, we don't have the evidence of this, I'll be very clear, but, um, and, and by the way, when he referenced, you're going to find out in a way you don't expect and it's going to be stuff. I, I think that's, he's telling, look, the, the, uh, the emergency broadcaster, what's it called now through the, through the satellite. Oh, um, Vibesat. 
Yeah, it's gonna. I think they're gonna be announcing. And literally, we've believed for since day one they're gonna show a movie, and it's gonna be about eight hours long. It's gonna tell you exactly what's been going on, and it's just gonna loop and loop and loop and around the world for ten days or so or longer. You know, we'll, we'll see. Everyone in the world's gonna get a chance to see it. Yep. And I think it's gonna really reveal god's hand in this and when i say god i gotta be very careful big g god the the jesus the resurrected one his hand is in it little g's hand is always in it because <laughs> he's the prince of the air the prince of the earth right or the god of this earth even yeah, yeah. call him what g. he is little jesus g. called him that i we just call him small g that's right <laughs> g what's up g small g <laughs> You mean that guy caused all that havoc? Right. <laughs> like referring exactly. to the, uh, I mean, that's exactly how it's going to be. <laughs> hey, G. <laughs> no, this just reminds me of uh, Elijah, you know, the prophets of Baal. <laughs> just, yep. we, can, we, we can mock small G the same way. <laughs> why is he not, why is Baal not responding? Maybe he's inconvenienced. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's that Moloch guy? You know? Right. Oh, okay. Moloch, he helped you before. <laughs> right. Currently, <laughs> he's still pinned to a wall, as far as I can see. So, <laughs> yeah. God, God's been taking care of these, these spirits. They've lost their power. Yep. See, I could have used the other name I had for you now that we went there. <laughs> I'll save it for another day because it'll definitely come up again. I had a really good one for you. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So now, Jesse, you had you were the first one to send me the video of Madison Marquette. Yes. And let's talk about that because she makes some extraordinary claims. And now I've seen a couple videos uh, with her and I watched them in, in completion. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of questions. I have a pretty good understanding, I think. Uh, of what's going on but tell me first what uh, what struck you about it Jesse yeah um well with those videos uh she's an individual that uh claims to be uh partaking in child extractions for rescue um but then she also um made some brief claims that I think we we should focus on um she says that she was at, and it sounds like when she means she was at, that she's one of the witnesses who uh, was pulled into um, tribunal testimonies. So in DC, White House. In in DC, yeah. So um, I, now I heard White House somewhere. I didn't actually hear her say that. Yeah, actually, we'll just say that's not confirmed if it was at DC or not. Um, but there were, well, she some, said DC. She yeah, there were some that. things alluding to, but we're not sure if it was at the White House or not. But, um, yeah, so that was interesting. This is, I believe, you know, unless there's, I haven't seen any others, but otherwise, this is the first witness testimony of somebody who has been at these tribunals. So she said she testified in about a hundred tribunals mm -hmm. um one of her claims was she was to 
point the finger at the acting Pedotis who was in the room. Mm -hmm. But she would not because she said that's an actor and she didn't want to perjure herself. Interesting. Um, she also named a bunch of Hollywood stars like uh, Tom H and, uh, and a bunch of other people that she's mentioned. Um, you know what, quite honestly, after watching her videos, Jesse, I thought she came off as very credible. Yeah, she does come off as very credible. Um, you know, my opinion is that she is a credible resource. Yeah, and her, uh, she talked in the video you sent me, Jesse, she talked about the extraction and, you know, a little boy dying in her arms and like, yeah. he couldn't make up the emotion, I, I don't think, um, yeah. unless she's a really good actress, but uh, she sounded very legitimate to me, uh, but I do have questions, by the way, we want to get her on the show. Um, yeah, Definitely. We're going to try to make some connections here. Uh, we might have an in. Yep. Uh, I think we do. Yeah, we've got, just to give people a heads up, uh, Michael, Jaco, and Carmen will be doing a show with her coming up here pretty quick. And we've reached out. We're making some connections to try to get her on our show too. That's right. Yeah, I, I really want to get it. So I want to just talk about her story for a minute because there's a couple things that bothered me and I'm going to leave it up to the audience interpretation okay I'm not going to say anything I'm going to say I believe she is credible mm -hmm. so the first thing is I want to start out with what her story is at 18 years old she voluntarily went into the porn business she came from a broken home it looked glamorous I'm not condemning her for that people make mistakes right I've made a few, more than a few. We, we all have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she got there and it wasn't as promised. And, you know, I think any any porn actress would, would basically say that. Um, and part of the thing that lends credibility to her is, well, first of all, she's a mother now. She has a couple kids. And you wouldn't be coming out and telling this story because you don't want your kids to know about it. You don't want your, your kids' friends to find out about it unless you're really serious about the trafficking and stuff like that, which, you know, uh, she is. Now, one thing I had a problem with, and again, it adds to her credibility, but she basically gave direction. She goes, look, if you don't believe me, anyone can go find my videos of being raped in a porn movie essentially by multiple men and she she told people how to find it mm -hmm. and that bugged me um yeah because you know if someone's struggling with that and a lot of men are and a lot of men see that and listen she's a beautiful woman yeah um she gave like explicit directions like that someone could yeah. go find it and that i'm sure it wasn't premeditated um yeah i don't think she probably wouldn't even have thought of that it it more was probably for the credibility that she's saying you know because there are a lot of naysayers out there or people who will challenge so i think she was saying if you you know 
I'm not even going to deal with challenges. Here's exactly where you can find the video and I'm telling the truth. This, this was me, you know, so that's a, a huge vulnerability step too. Well, it is. But, and, yeah. and that's why I said, Jesse, it lends to her credibility just absolutely. I just, yeah. I, I think she could have left it there and said, look, the videos are out there. You could find it if you want to. Yeah. Um, I, I just, that's just my own personal preference. Um, okay. If that had happened. Now, the other thing is about her story. So she tried to get out for multiple years. She got saved. Uh, she went to big mega church pastors mm -hmm. who ended up trafficking her as well. Um, she names quite a few of them. And uh, and definitely we want to get her on the show because, listen, um, not saying every mega church is bad. Yeah. But you know what? You get to mega level. I'm, you know, I'm suspicious. Let me just say that. Um, I'm going to watch your doctrine. But J Jesse, just on a this little side note, if you're a Satanist and you do or a Mason and you do all this stuff, could you still stand up and, and lie and call in the name of Jesus? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they know scripture better than we do. And they use it. <laughs> and they well listen they use um, that's the original deception right yeah was using scripture right and i mean you know it's i guess that um i brought out on the reveal report we did a show about psalm magic but there's different types of magic that they use um you know where they are quoting scripture to do spells or other things so you know, that's a world Christians don't really want to face. Um, but it it happens. And even some of these politicians that, you know, claim to be good Christians. And, you know, we've talked about the deception. They've got that form of godliness. And, right. And they're able to, you know, they throw scriptures, they throw Psalms out there. What I challenge people to look at, you know, through that show is, are they you know, really using spells when they're doing that, you know, and it's really not about God. And how you know is that there's really no outward appearance or inward appearance of that deep relationship with the Lord. So, um, yeah, it's very big reality. Uh, the other thing is with the, you know, that I, I think some of this connection, I, you know, I could be wrong. Um, but I think what we're going to see coming out more and more is, you know, back in, I think it was 2018 and 19, you know, there was a series of things that the prior administration did, um, you know, that was towards ending trafficking. And so, you know, we've got the uh, trafficking report, we've got you know, they, they had the huge trafficking summit. I believe you can still find that video on YouTube. I would mm -hmm. encourage people, if you haven't seen it, watch that trafficking summit. It is vital. Um, yeah, well, there was, that was with the report. The summit is with uh, uh, our former president. I'll say our current president. Yeah. Um, but anyway. 19, we'll call him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he puts out things and there was a special thing that I don't think people really understood the impact 
of its meaning. And I think that it's really going to be coming out. But in that summit, toward he introduces a woman by the name of Bella Hinoki. Um, Bella was also somebody who was formerly trafficked. And he announces that she is, you know, the new individual um, over the trafficking committee. And this whole committee is made up of individuals who have been trafficked. And that is vital. And they were working in conjunction now with the embassies. Um, so what does that mean? It means that, you know, the embassies ha have been part of this trafficking. But if you've got a committee that is placing now individuals who've been trafficked to work in conjunction with these embassies, what it means is that if an individual is being trafficked, they can go to these embassies for safety. They can request to be heard by these people. And then, you know, not only are they afforded protection when their handlers or people try to come back and, and get them, but, um, you know, they're able to safely disclose their stories and the information that can lead to arrest um, in their, you know, in that story. So, you know, I see that the former administration has been using individuals like Bella and Madison, those who know where things are happening, they know the methods, they know how things have been working, and they're working together to bring an end to this horrific, you know, true pandemic of trafficking. Um, you know, so, you know, there's even a trafficking center set up that, you know, that is international. Um, you know, it hardly even made news when it opened up. Um, you know, we don't, it's, it hasn't been disclosed who all is working there. People have, no stories have been covering this, but there has been huge things that have been done internationally and within the United States about this issue of trafficking. Um, and I think we're gonna see that even our military has played a huge role in the effort to end trafficking. And Russia's military. Yes, and I think we're gonna find other countries. I, you know, I'm gonna just put this out there. I believe that there are, I think that the fight is on in China but I think it goes back to, you know, February, uh, I think it was the 24th, um, back in 220, when Russia, China, and the U.S. all declared themselves republics. So yeah. I believe that we've got these republics of Russia and China, their armies, and I'm going to, I'm going to venture again, I'm going to say this is my opinion. I think people will be surprised. Um, I believe even Kim Jong-un has played a huge part in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think some of that's gonna be coming out. Well, that was a clown controlled country. Yeah. And I, and I, think, I think Trump actually gave him the actual power. Yeah, I believe so too. He yep. promised them a bunch of Trump hotels. <laughs> no, I don't think that was the case. I think really. Did you see did. the sales video Trump did? It was so brilliant. 
You get a sales video. Imagine you could have hotels, resorts, you know, beautiful landscape. Oh, it was it was done great. Uh, I just loved it. Yeah. Uh, so just getting back, that, that's really great intel. And by the way, I think, you know, some part fractions of the Canadian military, um, I, I'd yeah. say factions of every major military in the world has been involved in this. And it's been a long time cooking, uh, organizing this, long time. And, and we're right at the end. What an exciting time, Jesse. Yes. It's, we've got to be right at the end right now. Like, just, we have to be. There, yeah. There's no other way. I agree. I think we're right there. So just, I want to get back to uh, to Madison for a second, because one of the things that, that struck me, and I, well, two, two more points I wanted to make about her. First of all, what I really liked, one of the things she said was when she first wrote her book, she changed all the names of the people and everything else. And then God told her, no, you're to start calling out the names and I'll protect you. And yeah. it just, Jesse, that's exactly what you said. Yep. You know, so that's, you know, that just really struck me. It struck my heart. Uh, I really want to get this lady on our show. I think, yeah, I think we'll give her, give her an interview that no one else will. Yep. Uh, also, the, the other point when she mentioned these hundred tribunals and she drops a couple names, mm -hmm. there was no follow-up questions. I'm not going to call out the hosts or anything, but that like she was talking about her story and she's talking about the trafficking and then she got this she drops this bomb and there's no follow-up hmm. yeah like <laughs> i i will leave it there all right jesse any final points on that or should we move to listener questions yes let's move to questions <laughs> This is going to be fun. Totally unscripted. We have not discussed the answers or anything uh, to do with it. So uh, let me find. All right. So I'm not going to give the person's name, um, but I would like. I'm going to read the email if I if I may, um, because I it really caught my attention. So. Possible show topic was the uh, the title of the email, and it says, I'd like to throw out a show topic request. I am a baby Christian. This show has really been my source of truth because I feel deeply that you and Jesse tell the truth, and I was led to the show for a reason. Well, thank you, Lord. There are some difficult and uncomfortable topics that Christians, and they also a major source of arguing and condemning amongst each other. Some are embarrassing, but the show tackles hard truths, so we can do this. And, you know, I want to say thank you for that. Um, it's really on our heart, the things that church doesn't teach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, just like a commentary on the show, and I think I've mentioned this on the air, and I'm, I'm certainly off the air to, to Jody and to Jesse, like when we do these news shows, they get almost three times the amount of views that we do on our revelation shows. Right. But God said, do these revelation shows. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not all about views for us. Um, right. It's about doing the will of the Lord. And I think preparing the audience and going through this journey with us. Uh, but we are willing to tackle hard truths. 
on this. And and look, why are we doing Revelation? How many churches have you sat in that have done a study on Revelation? Mm-hmm. They all, you know, sorry? Oh, I just said not many. Not many. Uh, listen, most churches, and I'm, this, I'm, this isn't a condemnation by any means, but most churches, a sermon, a, a preacher comes up with a sermon, he gets a couple clever scriptures and puts them together. And, you know, and usually the spirit is in that message as well, because it it solves a problem for someone in the congregation that week. So I'm not speaking out against that at all. But the things that the church has not addressed, uh, many churches haven't addressed the pornography. Pornography. They certainly don't address entities and Satan and his game. Uh, Jesus talked about it all the time. Right. He did. But they just... <laughs> You know, oh, the devil made me do it. You know, I was speeding, and the devil made me do it. I rebuked that demon, and I paid my ticket. Like, that's about as far as you'll get in some churches, right? Right. Um, they, churches won't call out, uh, you know, premarital relations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they don't want to lose people from their congregation. They want to be freaker, yeah. seeker-friendly. And there's a bunch of stuff they don't call out. And so this particular listener gave four questions that I thought were excellent. Yeah, definitely. Let me read them, Jesse. Question number one. This is in context of being a Christian. And I'm going to say each one of these questions or things is about the Christian walk. That's fair, right, Jesse? Yeah, definitely. All right. So the first one is drinking and drugs, mainly marijuana. People will argue this is natural. Yeah. You know, I think the point on that, um, you know, it, it is relevant. You know, God did make all things. Am I promoting marijuana? No, I'm not. Um, you know, I've seen as a chaplain, I've seen some of the you know, long-term effects of individuals who, who use that even on a regular, you know, small scale basis. Um, but I think, you know, the Lord doesn't prohibit that, uh, kind of, you know, when he talks about drugs and alcohol, you know, clearly Jesus and the disciples in, in their culture, they drink wine. Um, you know, did they drink wine in acts, um, ab- or, Sorry, in abscess. No. In excess. Excess. Thank no, you. No, he doesn't want you to like, be a Where's drunk. the word? Um, yeah. So no, they didn't. You know. So I think that that's where you know the the key lies is that you know is it wrong to have a drink once in a while? No. Um, you know, drugs are kind of a different story. Um, there are things the Lord has given us for medications, um, but again, you've got to look at it. You know. Are you using it as a vice? I think that that's key. You know, um, what are vices? These are things that we use for comfort, uh, to relieve pain, to uh, take away suffering, to, you know, make us forget things, Um, you know, and are we using those things as a vice, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, other things, instead of turning to the Lord instead of working through problems or issues. Um, 
you know, when it becomes a vice, I think that that is, you know, when we're looking to other things to provide our needs versus the Lord, I think that's where there's a problem or an issue. Um, I agree. And I, I think, you know, one of the, there's a, there's a general answer that I'm going to give that covers a lot of these questions. <laughs> Where's your heart? Yeah. Right. Where's your heart? Where's your intent? Um, this particular question, I have a lot of experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically quit drugs when I was 30, but I was very experienced in multiple aspects of it, mm -hmm. uh, particularly one year of my life that was the only year of my life that I regret my actions because I became someone who was not me for one year. I'll leave it there. Um, but so alcohol and drugs, you know, Jesus' first miracle was uh, water to wine. So, yeah. you know, alcohol is not forbidden. And I think that, you know, marijuana in particular really does have some healing uh, things. It could also be used in sorcery. Mm -hmm. And you could be opening yourself up to entities uh, unknowingly. So you're taking a risk, I think, in doing pot. Uh, you do open yourself up. Um, look, I've had an experience uh, within, this is before I knew God that uh, I was on a combination of things, we'll just say. And uh, I, I was in the middle of a field and I talked to God that night. I'm telling you the truth. I, I talked to God for hours. It was fascinating. Like it just, you know, he really spoke to me and he, he's been speaking to me well before getting saved. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, so was Satan. So, yeah. You know, um, I just, so... I would say it's a heart issue. Um, I agree with what Jesse said. If it becomes a vice to you, it's no good. Um, it's me. I, you know, I'm somebody that I'd rather not test things to see if they're going to become a vice or not. Um, if there's not, you know, a, a major legitimate reason, you know, as in some people I've run into, you know, they've tried absolutely everything for pain and not just simple pain, you know, they're dealing with level 10 chronically every single day, you know, and, and you get to that point where that pain, especially if it goes on for multiple years at that high of a level, you are just looking for anything that will give you that relief, um, you know, in those situations, it may be something that might help if you use it at night before you go to bed. Um, Look, I you're think talking marijuana and not bigger drugs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's not that type of situation, I really would just encourage abstain and don't get involved at all because the, you know, it is a huge access point for demonics and uh, you know, that, Take, trying to take control of your mind because you're at a lesser capacity to have control of your mind when you're under the influence of those vices. That's right. Um, now I will say with the, with the marijuana, the CBD oil, because you mentioned for healing and that I think CBD oil is an absolute miracle. I don't personally take it, but I know lots of people who do. And I particularly have a family member who, because of a major accident, um, 
started on CBD oil and now they've had to go to the CBD oil with THC in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do it to get high. They do it as a painkiller and it's better than taking medical crap because he they was having so many side effects from, you know, pharmaceuticals. And it's, and, and by the way, I, I know of uh, someone who is, they have a niece and the niece was stage four cancer. This is before it was legalized in Canada. She was 12 years old. They tried everything. She was going to die within two weeks. And this, the father broke the law, got this CBD mixture from some, you know, dude who was doing this in his basement or whatever. She walked out of the hospital in a couple of days, cancer free. Mm-hmm. Now, was yeah. the Lord involved in that? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. But um cbd was also a a method and it's something that god created so uh, i think that's that's our answers um for the alcohol thing you know i I come out i'm pretty open i drink beer um it's been it's the german blood you know i had my first 16 ounce can of beer when i was five years old you know and uh I, i still i got no problem with it yeah um, all right. Question number two, Jesse. Sex, and then in brackets, particularly self-pleasure. That's yeah. an interesting twist to this. Many Christians argue if this is okay or not. Yeah. You know, it, it's actually funny. That's one of the biggest questions that I get from people, Um And, you know, I've brought out on some other shows that, you know, the church doesn't want to talk about these topics and, uh, you know, especially the self-pleasure, but the thing that then comes next that I hear, especially from a lot of women is, is that through that they've opened an access point somehow, and now they're dealing with aggressive spirits or entities that are trying to rape them or have sex with them. So, you know, that's the, the warning, you know, to individuals is that, you know, you got to look at these things. God has an order. And I had a great professor once, you know, who, who really described um, this well. And he said, you know, he said, God wants you to hold hands. God wants you to have somebody that you, you know, kiss somebody that you enjoy, that you take pleasure in. And he goes, and God intends for you to go all the way, you know, and not hold back. And he said, but the Lord intends for that to be in the context of marriage. And, you know, when you go outside of that, he said, you're messing with God's order of intimacy. And, you know, as we've talked to, you know, the in to me, you see, um, you know, we're meant to know each other at that really deep level and it's safeguarded within that context of marriage. But when it's outside of that context of marriage, because it's outside of God's will, you know, you are opening yourself to those demonic influences. Um, And, you know, as scripture says, it's, you know, when we sin, we're to confess that sin, we're to repent and turn away, you know, the Lord will always restore, bring us back around to his correct order when we're willing to submit to that. Um, You know, so I guess, 
I see those access points again, demonic access points. So, you know, to me, I would say, you know, if you choose to do that, you're really, you know, entertaining thoughts, you're, you know, going in this cycle that the enemy is going to use to send in seducing spirits, those lustful spirits, you know, that are going to lead you not towards the love and the intimacy that you desire to experience um, or even pleasure in the fullness of how it's meant to be experienced with someone else in another relationship. Um, you know, you, you're entangling yourself with something uh, when you do that. And there's no other way around that, um, you know, and People can challenge me on that, but then, you know, my challenge back would be, you know, as you're pleasuring yourself, are you only thinking about yourself or usually not? You know, usually there's an image in your mind of somebody else that you are spiritually entangling yourself with when you're doing that. So, um, yeah, it is. I won't give you the follow-up question. And how do you know that, Jesse? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I won't give you that follow-up question. <laughs> but look, so let me address with a with a partner, unmarried, first. Uh, listen, I had my daughter outside of wedlock. I, you know, it's just it's just a fact. Right. And, you know, not with my wife. I've only been married once. Okay. I want to be very clear. My wife is a saint. <laughs> um, look, is it a forgivable? Is it a sin? Yes. It's clearly a sin. Is one sin worse than another sin? Well, maybe, but they're all sin. Okay. Yep. I don't think it has, a, it's equal to child trafficking, you know, God might despise that more, you know, I, I don't know, but it's still sin. And I guess one of the things that, uh, that I've learned, and I just wish for people, you know, who were unmarried, is you don't want to miss out on the blessing that God has in store for you. Yeah. Like, you know, um, could you be forgiven? Yeah, I've been, I was, I'm forgiven. I'm confident yeah. I'm forgiven. I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm washed clean. But there's a special blessing that God has for you mm -hmm. if you do it right. So, you know, for your sons and daughters, and, you know, if you're of that age, I would just encourage you in that way. And for, for the self-pleasure thing, um, I know as a, as a young guy, um, you know, probably particularly between the years of 15 years old and and even 25 years old, it would seem impossible not to touch yourself. Like, unless you have someone there helping you, um, like, honestly, you, as a guy, you feel like you're going to blow up, like, you know, and you might just blow up. So I would suggest contact sports would be a good outlet, you know, uh, get your mind off it. But the biggest thing is, and, and I want to touch on it because what Jesse said was so true. And it was the one point that's really in my mind because you know the lord has showed me this i've been healed of this stuff uh for decades so i actually have wisdom in it now but if you're thinking about that person let's say it's someone you know in particular uh it's not just an image um but if someone 
you're spiritually raping that person. Yeah. And by the way, that person can feel it. And, and I know this because I've talked to women about this stuff. Like if a guy, you know, look, looks you in the eye and then he looks down and looks up and then he goes, hey, and looks down. Yeah. As a woman, you feel that. Right. And you're creeped out. He could be the best looking guy in the room. It's like, ew, he's a creep, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's because you're attacking on a spiritual level. And again, just like Jesse said, I think you're opening yourself up uh, to, you know, because remember, the enemy always goes and gets permission. <laughs> look what, look what this guy's doing. Let me go have Adam. He's a lawyer. God says, well, he broke the rules. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't think the Bible really talks about the self-pleasuring part too much. So I don't have scriptures to reference as much, but um, that would be but my. I think there's a good one that speaks to that. You know, um, Paul says that, you know, tells the churches that if you, you know, it's better to remain unmarried and serve the Lord. But if you can't control your passions, then by all means marry rather than let your passions burn uncontrolled. So I think that that speaks to it. That if it does, yeah, know, I'd say so. If you can't control those passions, then it, it's better to get married than to remain unmarried and just let those, you know, run wild. So, and you can actually get like a mail order bride delivered within a week. Well, no, Jeff, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Don't promote that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the I, Lord I'm has somebody. I, you know, I challenge people, you know, ask the Lord. You know, the Lord has somebody and he cares intimately about every decision we make. You know, and if you if there is nobody in your life and, and you need that, you know, ask him. Ask him to bring that person in there. Um, you know, there's also good old fashioned disciplines that, you know, I think the church fails in not talking about these topics because we've got fruits of the spirit like self-control, um, you know, and, you know, forbearance, long suffering. Um, is that, you know, what context are those disciplines in? You know, I think that they apply even to our sexuality, our sexual lives that, the Lord desires us to be disciplined in those things and to, you know, no, display, that... display that control, display that, you know, forbearance, that law, that waiting, the patient waiting. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. You froze up for a second. So that's why it sounded like I interrupted you. Um, but I just, that's a really beautiful point. The fruits of the spirit. Can, yeah. that, that's actually a rescue mission out of just about every one of these questions. Right. All right. Let's move on to the next one, Jesse. Swearing or cussing? Yes. Um, well, the, the Lord says we're accountable for every word that we say. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. That's to me, that one is not as big of a point unless you're you know, cussing and swearing includes God's name. Uh, you know, the commandments tell us that we're not to use the Lord's name in vain. Um, other but words, how many you know, people do that in regular yeah. life? Like I hear it constantly. They'll say, oh, geez, you know? 
Yeah. And, and, and so I have a natural reaction to that, Jesse. It's oh, funny boy. when you're around me. Someone says that, I yell out, Buddha. You're like, what the heck? What, what are you talking? Like, okay, well, you use mine. I'm going to use yours. And, you know, they probably have nothing to do with Buddha, but it gets the attention, right? right. But I yell it at them. I point. I, I'm very forceful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, especially if you threw other ones in there, you know. <laughs> oh yeah I, i've done it for years just you know yeah. listen I, I bring attention to it rather than saying listen would you please not no i did i make a statement and right. it gets their attention so they're going to listen to what i say yeah they're going to ask why i said it and nothing against the incense holders by the way okay this is going to be totally offensive yeah <laughs> but i think it's a point you know is that you know you're using God's name, which is to be held in honor and respect above all names. You know, there's power in that name. And if you're using it negatively as a demeaning thing, um, it, it will not go unnoticed by the Lord. And if they continue, I just have to leave. I cannot be around it anymore. I, can, I yeah. literally cannot take it anymore. When If someone does it, look, you get a, you get a single Buddha. Do it again. I'm out of there, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> don't, don't let them get to Gandhi or Allah, folks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, now I'm right. going to be thinking, you know, all these names like, you know, Mother Teresa and others when, when I hear people say that stuff. I'm telling you, it, it, it's actually, it works really well, Jesse. Um, now, the, the cussing part, Listen, it also depends on the words, right? Yeah. Some words aren't necessarily bad words. Like I think in a really early program, Jesse, when one of the first ones we did, I think I actually defined the word S-H-I-T. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's actually not a cuss word. Right. Well, all of them, even, you know, the F F bomb that was used in England as a term for breeding chickens. You know, so every time I hear people who are really prevalent on that word, I start laughing because it, if you then are translating in your mind that they're talking about breeding chickens, it actually gets kind of funny, you know? <laughs> so sometimes I'll make comments about that, like, oh, are you into breeding chickens? And they'll be like, what? I'm going <laughs> like, to use oh, that, that one. Term. That term is a vet term <laughs> about breeding chickens, you know? So, um, but. Yeah. But it's also an acronym for for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah. So when someone constantly uses that voice, that word, why would they be saying for unlawful carnal knowledge than the other half of the sentence? Then they'll say it again. For un, and maybe they even say for unlawful carnal knowledge three times in a sentence, which is really aggravating. So what yeah. spirit is behind that? Yeah. One that is for unlawful cardinal. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. No, that's okay. I think that I, I think we've covered it. And let's get on to the last question, Jesse. And the last one is circumcision. Do we have to circumcise our boys? This one is on my mind as I am pregnant with my fourth child and my first boy. Yeah. Um, is it an absolute biblical requirement? No. Um, you know, there were times the Lord called for it and it was a significant sign 
that that individual was set apart to the Lord and that, you know, a sign of the removal of the carnal flesh um, and somebody who, you know, represented that set apart nation for the Lord. Um, you know, even the, I think it's Peter. It was either Peter, I believe it was Peter. Um, and somewhere it's either in Acts or one of the Corinthians or not Corinthians, uh, one of those books in the New Testament around Acts, I think it is first or second Corinthians, but they, um, you know, that question was coming up that, you know, Paul even fought for that um, as Gentiles were coming into the church. Um, you know, the some of the apostles like Peter were saying that they had to be circumcised in order to um, be part of the church. And Paul came, you know, across and said, you know, God is not looking for the physical circumcision. What it represented all along was the removal of sin. And that's a heart matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so what's important is that our hearts are circumcised, you know, that we've set ourselves apart for the Lord, not whether there's a physical circumcision or not. So, you know, you can look up that argument in scripture. And um, in the end, um, what the Lord did was he clearly gave uh, Peter a vision where, um, he saw this cloth coming down with all of these unclean animals. They were animals that the Jews, you know, had been commanded by God in the old Testament, not to eat. So pigs, camels, um, other things like that. And, and the Lord says, you know, what I have made clean is clean. And, you know, so that was God's statement in there was, you know, that, that he came and he fulfilled the law. So there was no more need to do all these, you know, tedious things that the Jews had done that they believed, you know, gave that outward appearance that they were clean and set apart, that the Lord's work cleaned the body, the soul, the emotions, the heart, the mind, and God's work was complete. So when we received Jesus Christ, you know, it says we are made new, we're a new creation. So God sees us as clean. There's no more need for that outward physical sign. Yeah, and I think you answered it beautifully, Jesse. And it's again, it's something that you can really look up in scripture and get some some answers to. Yeah. Um, just on, on the physical side of the equation, um, you know, some people say it's more clean to be circumcised. I, I've known some adult males that have had to go through the procedure as adults and that was not pleasant no. um you know you know i would encourage as a mom i have i have five boys um you know i would encourage it and you know it's better when they're little and you know they cry a bit but it's really not that bad of a thing I don't remember it no. happening. Yeah, know. I mean, they don't. Yeah, it's not. And it is a lot easier. You get, you know, what I would hear from some of the moms who had babies that didn't have that done, you know, is that they do have to clean those areas when they're little 
um, especially, you know, if they get feces or stuff from their diapers and it was more prone to get infection if the foreskin was still there. So, you know, there were a lot of reasons like that, that, you know, I would just say it's definitely much easier to get it taken care of. And, you know, ultimately you're still required to train your child up in the way that they should go. You know, it doesn't save them if you do that. Um, but, you know, it is a sign and yeah, uh, I'll, I'll bring this out too for some people, um, you know, just because we were talking about topics nobody wants to talk about, but, you know, they also say that for the man in marriage, that there's more pleasure that way with the foreskin removed. So, you know, you could be helping your child's marriage in the long run by making that decision for them. So. I'll just put that but, out there. Yeah, but listen, but either way, uh, I think there's pros and cons to both sides in a marriage. And uh, but I, I really respect what you said about especially, a, you know, a boy being in a diaper and stuff like that, because yeah. back in those days, they really didn't have diapers like we have today. Right. right. That really hold everything in. They didn't have the technology. Right. So. Right. Um, you know, I think there, there's something to be said for that. And, uh, and also it's really the circumcision of the heart is what it was always symbolizing. So as yeah. a mother, you make your own decision. I don't think you could go wrong either way. Right. Yeah. And I, I commend a thank you to the individual who wrote these questions. They were really good. Great discussion. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because, uh, yesterday morning, like before I got out of bed, like the Lord was just saying to me, check your Gmail. I have, I yeah. haven't been checking the, the write on Jeff at Gmail very often uh, lately. I've just needed a break a bit, you know, and uh, working on some other things, but you know, and perhaps that was it to see these. I hope this uh, helps at least that one person and uh, hopefully even more. Yeah. So Jesse, Great. this was a variety show. It was what a wonderful show. So you know what? It, it was it was fun to do. So thank you for being with us. And thank you to Jesse. As always, I so enjoy uh doing these shows with you, Jesse. And yeah, uh definitely. we always have a laugh off air as well, which is That's right, <laughs> which is really great. Listen, don't forget to uh get Jesse's books on uh on Amazon and uh they're they're there. Um I encourage you to pick them up. And uh, also her Patreon is there. If you want to support the show, you do that here under the links. But uh, we really appreciate every one of you that uh, that yes. is helping us out. Thank and, you. Uh, so remember, thanks for watching Right On Radio. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.